freaking god we're back we are we're back. back we are back it is pride month it is the end of pride month alas like we, we didn't make it in time but it's the end of pride month we're back with a super queer episode um there's so much that has happened since we last recorded we last recorded at the beginning of february I know. What are some of the things that have happened? I have a whole list here. Well, I'll but... start in backwards, reverse chronological order. Oh my god! Cardi B is preggers. Wow! Did with not know baby first number child. two. No. No. Okay. Baby number anything. two with her Migos cheating baby daddy. Um, hmm. So you know all the goss. I you do know, all the, know goss. all the goss. Uh, we both got vaccinated. You went to Hawaii. I went to Hawaii. Can you tell the people what it was like? It was a tropical paradise. Um, and now, you sent me photos from, like, where Lost was shot. Were you on a Lost tour? I was on a tour lost? where the Tours. tour guide tried to be all the things. So it could have been a Lost tour. It was a Lost tour for, like, five <laughs> minutes um, when we drove by. Um, we saw, We saw, like, where Bruno Mars grew up. He's, I didn't even know he's, he's from Honolulu. Huh. Yeah, we saw lots of things. It was very, very enriching. I saw tropical paradises. I saw ocean breezes. Or I didn't see the breezes, but I felt the breezes. What else did I see? Yeah, it was just amazing. I want to go back. That's oh, wonderful. I've never been there. My mom and my dad, that was their uh, honeymoon. They Ooh, went to that's Hawaii. That's a tight honeymoon. I mean. And I think it was their first, like, because they were they were young when they got married. My parents were, like, 22. And um, they're both from Brooklyn, like, both their families, like, n- not very much money. So I don't think either of them had been on a plane. Wow, that's a big commitment that. from New York to Hawaii <laughs> I know. as your first flight. I know, but I kind of like that. They were just like, fuck it. Like, let's go balls to the wall for this yeah. honeymoon. That's cool. um, I'm very jealous. I've always wanted to go to Hawaii, and I haven't made it happen yet. But I would add it to the um, top I, of your bucket list. I thought, like, what? I mean, I thought, like, oh, whatever. You know, I've been to the Caribbean. Like, I've seen some oceans in my time. Whatever. And then I was like, Whoa. <laughs> Wow, it blew you away. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's really? specific, it's it's Pacific, and so it kind of actually reminded me a lot of New Zealand, which also was stunning and like took my breath away. Excuse you, you've been everywhere, listeners. She's been everywhere. Yeah, but uh, Hawaii's <laughs> closer than New Zealand, so now it's like I don't got to go to New Zealand. I can just go to Hawaii. <laughs> That's awesome. And there's several islands, right? Like I went to like I was on mm-hmm. um, Oahu, which is like the main island you know honolulu pearl harbor the things we think of when we think hawaii but then there's also maui Mm -hmm. which uh, and by the way there isn't really good like inter-island travel they need to work on that like you have to like fly between the islands there's no like ferry situation there's no ferry but i guess uh, yeah there's no ferries which i was disappointed in but yeah but like Apparently for like locals, there's like a, there's like a, which I guess you could also get on if you're not a local maybe, but like locals are privy to like the, um, the like, uh, what do you call them? You used to take them from Brooklyn to New York or Brooklyn to Boston all the time. Like shuttle, like air shuttles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like, there's like shuttles like that, that I think locals are more like aware of or whatever. I don't know. 
But like the idea of like go, where you don't have to like go through like TSA pre-check, for example, to like board this flight. Yeah, to go between. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, I would have done I would have done way more island hopping, but I didn't want to have to like go through all the bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, I actually yeah, had to like. I, did I tell you the story, Caitlin? That I like no, that I like doubtful. fucked up my trip and um, I took the wrong uh, COVID test. Oh no! And so did you I take got a to, rapid. I, yeah, I took a rapid. I went to the right, mm. there's like this whole website, Safe Travels Hawaii or whatever, where they tell you the approved vendors you can go to to get tested. Went to the right vendor, yeah. got the wrong test. So I got all the way to Hawaii and they're like, so you can stay in your room for 12 days or 10 days. They're like, you can stay in your, they're like, you can stay in your room for 10 days or you can fly to LAX and get tested at that airport and then come back. And I was like, and that was after flying from Atlanta. So I kind of flo- had flown the long distance your parents flew. And I was like, are y'all fucking kidding me? But it was like a 12-day vacation. So I was like, obviously, I need to just fly to fucking LAX. And just fly, yeah. And just get this Oof. shit over with. So I had to fly to So I was literally in Hawaii for like an hour. And, <laughs> and I flew back. And I had to get back on a plane. And I had to fl- yeah, so I flew from Atlanta to Hawaii to LAX all in one day. <laughs> is Hawaii to LAX like three hours? How long it is was it? Far, it was four, maybe. Four or five. Four? Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my God, I'm getting deja vu right now that we had this conversation before. It's crazy. Anyway. No, we didn't. We did not. We did not. <laughs> but um, this is all new info for me. But yeah, so stayed at the night at LAX, got up at the ass crack of dawn, was like first in line to get this real test, which told me I was negative, which I already knew from my rapid test, bitches. But, and then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then got back. And so I lost a day. The hotel was really great about it. They didn't charge me for it or anything. They actually gave me an upgrade when they got there because they were like, oh. Don't cry. Why are you so sad? I was like, I know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, so I got off to a rocky start. But Hawaii is so beautiful that, like, within you know minutes of arriving, it was like let bygones be bygones. Oh my god, that's so wonderful. Yeah. But that is, man, I'm I'm glad that you had a long stay there. Exactly. So that it didn't feel like you were losing a day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I still had I still that. had a very lovely yeah. long vacation. Oh, that's wonderful. Wonderful, or wonderbar, as you would say. Um, I went to the P-Towns. Yeah. Um, it was my first trip. Um, it was my first, like, real trip since the COVIDs. Um, and I went to Boston to see all my friends, and I really packed my schedule. I saw, like, 10 of my friends while I was there. I was there for a week. And uh, I went to P-Town for a few days. And I didn't plan on um, bringing any friends there, but my friend Charlie was um, shockingly willing to come meet me for a couple of days. So we hung out and um, he really needed it because he's been teaching college. He's an adjunct. He was teaching for the last year and it was just a really rough year for everyone I know who's been teaching mm-hmm, at any level, mm-hmm. um, especially college because it was all online and there was just like zero student engagement and it was just like pulling teeth the whole year so they're all really burnt out and my friend charlie was no exception and uh it was really nice just to like have him on the beach and he's from the boston area but it was his first time in p-town wow it was delightful we like got super hammered all the time and as i told you like magically my vacation body was like okay like we're not gonna give you hangovers and i was like great so i drank a lot and uh, we went to a vineyard, um, went to a uh, shout out to the P-Town Fudge Factory, my favorite place in the world, because they make their own peanut butter cups and they make them with crunchy peanut butter. Whoa. 
and they are so fucking delicious. But anyway, it was it was a lovely trip, and um, it just made me want to go places. Remember when I told you about more. that guy that got eaten by a sh- whale, or was it a shark? Did I tell you that like <laughs> all in the same day? I think like five people that were like, "Oh, you were in P town. This guy was in a shark. Well, a whale's mouth. Whale. I, whale. I feel like it was a whale. whale. Yeah, whale. Well, he was like he was like fully in the mouth, and then just the got whale. spit back out. Like, totally. And he was like, that was that picture of him in the hospital, like, yeah, I'm good. I was like, that is so, like, New England, like, fisherman G status. Um, But, yeah, so, like, all that happened. Um, Mia got a new job. I did. That was a thing. Yeah, I'll be starting in a few weeks. Oh, my God. Big, big deals. Um, and, uh, I think I can, I think I can reveal this to our listeners because I think it's public knowledge now. Um, my brother and my sister-in-law are pregnant with their first child, a girl. Yay! And I'm going to be, I'm going to be Auntie Caitlin. It's finally happening. Baby girl Graham. Baby Graham. They call her Baby G. Bobby G. Baby G. I like it. Baby G. For those of you not in the know, Bobby G was my dad's, um, I guess you could say his street name (laughs) growing up because he was a G um, and he was just, my parents like to, God, they were so funny. We had dinner recently and they were telling me like, they were regaling me with all their like um, Brooklyn Irish childhood tales of like, just, you know, being around the streets, just like being wild and stuff in their teen years. Can and, I um, ask a clarifying question? Yes. What is yes. your sense of the level of wildness? Like, is it like, oh, that's cute. 60s wild. Oh, well, 60s was wild. Let's be clear, actually. 60s or, was wild. But like, <laughs> is it like 50s wild? Like, oh my gosh, my no, poodle skirt no. was like a, at the knee. <laughs> no. Okay. So here's, I'm so glad you asked because here's like the, the story that they tell most of the time. So. Um, and my parents don't, I think they don't listen to this podcast, so they won't mind that I'm saying this because they're not going to fucking know. Nobody tell them. Um, so their favorite story to tell is that when they were like 16, 17, what they used to do was they would go, <laughs> they would go buy like a Tropicana, like quart of, you know, um, orange juice. They would dump half of it out and then they would pour a bottle of vodka in it and <laughs> just like stand in front of the church, like passing it around. Um, All right. That's their favorite thing. That's how my mom got her taste for screwdrivers. Okay. It's still her favorite drink, even though the year is 2021. <laughs> screwdriver is not really a thing anymore, Mary. Um, well, it, it, so it is, it is, <laughs> it is when they like add a little, you know, like, you know, if you get like a craft cocktail. With a high-end vodka, you know, and an an artisanal organic OJ. (laughs) I will say, I turned, I single-handedly turned my mom on to Frosé, so she has a second drink that she can stand. They probably sprinkle a little paprika in it. You know, there's like a way they make it now, where it's like... Sprinkle paprika (laughs) You know they put weird shit in the drink, and then they're like... Not Meg. (laughs) Right. And then they're like, this shit's fancy. Here, Here you go. Seventeen dollars. It's like, and she's like, "Bitch, I drank this outside the church in a jug." Like, what is happening? Yo, give me some Tropicana and some Smirnoff. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Um, but that was like, that was the story du jour that they love to tell, and I feel like that they keep like the real shit from me. Um, um, 
But there are some things. Um, well, my, you know, like my dad got into fights and stuff. That That's why they called him Bobby G. That's why he called him Bobby G. Um, and I just feel like, you know, when it's like the 60s and your parents don't have a lot of money and you're growing up with five brothers, like you're all going to be doing some wild fucking shit. You know what I you know? just got an image of that I can't now get out of my head? I'm imagining your, bo- imagining your dad as like a jet in West Side Story. <laughs> That's what I imagine too, which is so not what it was. Like that's so not what it was. Because I see, um, I see photos of my dad, and he was full on like he he was full on hippie aesthetic. Like my parents were like long hair. My mom had like middle part long like ironed mm. hair, like all the way down. Interesting. Like you would, you'd be like, holy shit! It's like the third um, gang. The had... Brooklyn gang was a hippie gang. I guess so. I guess so. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and they both wore bell bottoms. My dad like rocked a mustache and some long. Oh my god, we should do a West Side Story like sequel, (laughs) Brooklyn edition. (laughs) Where they like Grease too, but like West Side Story. (laughs) So yeah, my uh, my parentals. How did we get? Oh yeah, Bobby G. That's how we got onto it. So yeah, Bobby G was was up to no good back in those days, Um, and uh, yeah. He's not proud of it, though, because he became an educator and had an illustrious career uh, for the Department of Ed of New York City. Doesn't he know that, like, the most troubled kids make the best educators? I mean, I mean, like, he just wants, he really wants to, like, erase it from his history. But it probably helped him. He's like, stop. (laughs) He's very, like, he wants to cultivate, like, a mystique and, like, be Dr. Robert Graham, PhD, like, EDD, excuse me. So, anyway. Yeah, I, but I, I would love for him to, like, own that shit a little bit more. Mm. Especially now that he's been retired for a long time. Yeah. Um, other things that happened. Um, I have a list of pop culture things. I have a list of pop culture deaths. Just to, like... Bring the mood down a, a little. Super, be a super downer. <laughs> but, like, we there, there were a couple, like, really big ones that happened. Shall we discuss? Yes. All right, Dustin Diamond. Saved what? by the bell. Saved by the fucking bell. R.I.P. How's your brother holding really up? Sad. Was he really upset about it? Um, I think he would. He was probably sadder about Luke Perry because my brother is like an enormous 902. Wait, that's fan. the thing that your brother and I have still never connected about. We've never talked about Which it. I, like, I would talk to him about it forever. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, Luke Perry was devastating. That was 2019. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that was insane because he was also how young was he? Was he 50? He was like 50, early 50s. Because he was he was older when he did 90210, but like Dustin Diamond was a baby when he did Say by the Bell, so he was only 44 when he died. Mm. It's so young. Um, Olympia Dukakis, big one. She passed away. Yeah, earlier this year. I missed that. I yeah. love her. What are you talking about? Same. Mrs. Geist. Olympia Dukakis. Mrs. Geist is gone. Oh no 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 no! Oh. That's not Mrs. Oh. <laughs> Oh, she's the old. That's Olympia Dukakis is older. She's um yes, way what, older. What else? Yeah. What was she in? Um, not terms of endearment. Steel Magnolia. She's like blonde. Steel Magnolia. She's blonde. Was she also she's in blonde. She's a blonde. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm like desecrating Olympia. the dead right now. Oh, you know who she? I mean, for me, like the most beloved role she played was uh, Kirstie Alley's mother in the Look Who's Talking franchise. Oh. She's in Mr. Holland's Opus. Don't remember that, but I love that movie. Oh, me too. <laughs> I love it, and it also freaks me out. Yeah, it's heavy. It's a lot. 
the relationship with the student like really creeps yeah, me out. Yeah, it's like there's a lot going on in that movie. And we watched. Did you there's go on a school trip to go see that? Yes. They took us yes. on a school trip yes. to go yes. see this movie where for a good part of the film, About there's a, a relationship. Like- there's a t- teacher having a relationship with a student and then we wonder why there are so many classmates of ours who wound up in a similar predicament yes i said it (laughs) (laughs) we're not gonna name names we're not gonna name names that's your business and if we do we'll we'll do we'll bleep it out we'll bleep it out as we always do but like yeah but she's real okay so maybe i've seen her in nothing that's so sad she's a very but you know she's a very accomplished career here and i'm like she is she's super accomplished i confuse her with shirley mcclain frequently oh my god um that hurts my heart i know (laughs) anyway um other deaths since we last recorded here's a big one whopper of one for us dmx yeah whopper y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here up in here up in here up in here he left like a estate with a negative network oh, or whatever. And I'm like, that's Oof. so sad. Like he was a very prolific rapper yeah. for a time. As I shared and very on respected. Very respected. And as I shared on Facebook, I mean, he reached my dad. Like if there was one rapper that reached my Did father, he? it was DMX. Yeah, my dad my dad that. wanted his album for Father's Day when like um like his like you know um party up album yeah the big, the big one, one when yeah. we were uh, in um yeah. and it's the only rap album my dad ever owned and then my dad was like whoa 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 this language and i was like yes dad this is not the radio edit this is what it really says in the song <laughs> oh neat because there's that whole part in the song where he like smacks so up, he, he like sucks the yeah. There's like a dick getting sucked. He smacks yeah. a bitch, bitch in the head with a dick. I mean, it's like <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta get my dicks. Yeah, I my mean, dad was like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, this is the song you asked for." Here you go. Wait, is it is it your whack? You just twisted. Your girl's, your girl's a, hoe. a hoe. Baby's not yours, and everybody knows. I love a baby no mother. I never let her go. I never let her go. That was oh god, fucking iconic lyric. Iconic. Iconic. Uh, Samuel Wright, a.k.a. the voice of Sebastian the Crab. Oh, I didn't know about that either. I didn't either. I didn't either. That was news to me. Jessica Walter, absolute icon. I was very, very sad about that. Had no idea that, um, for some reason, like, she's, like, so ageless in my mind. But I guess she was older than I thought she was. Um, Christopher Plummer. I That was a big one. I was really upset that weekend. Yeah, because you're a big Sound of Music fan. Yeah, and Marnie. Mm. Oh, that's Sean Connery. That's right. Never mind. Look at me getting things Sean twisted. Connery. That was Sean Connery. So yeah, Christopher Palmer yeah. is just Sound of Music for me. <laughs> yeah, he's a sexy, sexy man. Sean, but Sean Connery um, died last year, not this year, right? Yeah, he did not die this year. Yeah, never mind. Um, and my uh, my final big one is Cicely Tyson. Yeah, that was also yeah. a lot. She was like 96, yeah. right? Or she was up there. Yeah, she was way up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um I feel like I mean Betty White like it's gonna it's gonna have to happen soon cuz Betty White's like 98 or like I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm not ready cuz then of work from when that happens. Oh my god, seriously because then all of the golden girls will not be with us anymore. Right. When that happens. And also Betty White is just like a national treasure. 
She is a national. Although the author was my favorite for like obvious reasons, she had the most. Oh, she was she was so my favorite. Was she your fave golden girl? She was my favorite golden girl for like all the obvious reasons. She had the most edge. She had the most queer vibes. Like, do we need? Must I go on? (laughs) Yes, they're all. It's so funny though because when I watch, like when I watch it now, I have a hard time choosing my favorite character because they're all so lovable in different ways. They are all lovable. And they're. And they're all such phenomenal fucking actors. Like, they're all so talented when I watch it. Is there anything else we missed, either personal or pop culture, that happened since the last time that we recorded? Can you think of anything? I mean, there's a ton of, like, politics, politics stuff. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care that I recap any of that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we... Um, it's funny. I went back and re-listened to some of our, our eps from the beginning of the season, and I was like, wow, we talk about politics a lot. Because there was a lot of shit I mean, happening. we were literally in, like, Armageddon at the time. We were like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, we were like, it was let's also watch, really wild. Let's to watch a podcast in the middle of Armageddon. Like, <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? You, you know, we're but you know what we yeah, are? I we're was... like the on the Titanic. We're like the violinists. <laughs> we're like when shit's going down, we're just gonna like <laughs> offer the entertainment. Okay, getting back down to business. We've caught up. We've caught up. We've caught up. <laughs> Well, one of one of the major, 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 major pop culture events that happened since we last recorded was that all in one fell swoop in the last few months. They announced that Pose, our our favorite show, Pose, was ending. And they premiered and ran all the episodes of the final season. It is now a that show that happened. existed. It no longer exists. Exactly. It's like in, it's the, in past. the past tense. No more Pose. No more Pose. No more pose. Three seasons. That's it. Oh. They said, fuck you. Three seasons. That's all you bitches are getting. And I was very upset. It was devastating. Devastating. And um, the reason, so they announced that it was ending. And then obviously there was all this hubbub about like, oh, is it canceled? Um, and then the creators like made a big point of announcing that it was their decision to end the show because they'd completed the story that they intended to tell from day one, which I totally don't believe. I don't (laughs) don't believe that shit either. And yeah, I I just don't believe that shit either. Like you give that many incredible actors, trans visibility, like, Mm -hmm. and then you're just like, we only wanted to tell a cute little neat little story over three seasons. No. Like when are when then, what other no. platform is there going to be to give that many amazing queer and allied actors like a a platform to tell incredible diverse queer stories like shut the fuck up that shit should have gone on forever we're like on right. we're on season like thirty nine of SVU like y'all could have written another written another <laughs> season of Post okay <laughs> well fucking said episode over I feel like we get in the episode <laughs> um. The reason I think that it was not planned or like it was not the creator's ideas was, I mean, first of all, obviously, like once the so they started filming season three before the pandemic hit. And then they announced when we were well into the pandemic that this would be the last season. Mm hmm. And obviously, like the pandemic caused a lot of things to happen Mm -hmm. in film and TV production Mm -hmm. where where shows that were supposed to come back decided not to come back because of you know budget and whatnot so that's one and two i have to say um and tell me if you feel the same way the season 
despite having like some incredible moments in it, feels so rushed when you watch it. Well, because literally between every single episode, they're like, and two more years have passed. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I'm just like, okay, what the fuck are y'all doing? Because like seasons one and two are like a lot happens within each individual episode, but time does not pass this quickly. Also, the early 90s was incredible. The mid 90s was incredible. We could have done several more seasons going deeper into each of those eras because they each deserved more time. Oh, my God. Agreed. A thousand percent co-signed. I'm st- so I'm still like I'm still holding on to some bitterness about it. However, um, season three like did have some pretty fucking iconic moments. I think it is my favorite season, despite Please all of more. the limitations that we just discussed. Say more. Convince me. Um. Convince me, lawyer friend. I don't know. I just thought the storytelling was incredible. Like, yes, they had limited time, but getting to go into praise like story and childhood and see this like seminal relationship that he had with a boy he met at his church. Um, It just it just it just it just hit so many chords around like how queer identity develops Um, because we got to see his we got to see his backstory. We got to see. Electra, Electra, and her yep. backstory, which was like, uh, and and her mother, and like her mother is this like episode. iconic British actress who like oh, I cannot, amazing. I fucking cannot. Like even though I was like you're the devil, I was like you're acting the fuck out of this shit. And oh my yeah, god, she is. <laughs> um, so there she's was, like the best actor on television, right? Right? Like she's far. like gripping, and no, she, she's outstanding. She was in Normal People. She just played um, Connell's Con- chains. That she was. Well, she played Connell's chains like therapist for like two seconds. And she's still like brought it. <laughs> she's she's so grip like every second, and she doesn't do a lot. She's not like an over actor, yeah. and she doesn't like eat the fucking scenery like some people do. I just um, want to like sit down to dinner with her, but then like marry her, right? I don't know. Like both. <laughs> I think my first uh, experience with her playing a big role was in The Undoing. Oh yeah, she was in The Undoing. What's she doing that? I forgot. She's the lawyer. She was the lawyer. I gotta go back and watch The Undoing. Oh, I'm totally going to rewatch The Undoing. Performance in that is like. Her performance in that, the whole, I was, I was literally like nerdy actor orgasm the entire time. Like every fucking scene she's in, I'm just like, what are you doing? I need to rewatch that. Um, yeah, going back to what you said about like how um, there, there wasn't a lot of time um, in the season, but that they, they did the storytelling really well. I feel like, I think that that may be because they had so little time. To cover all that they wanted mm-hmm. to, so they really had to like. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Okay, we need to hit on like all these things." Um, I want a spinoff of Praytel's origin story. Like, I would watch so many seasons of like that of him singing gospel <laughs> with that of irreverent just, like, voice and him of just like in a love. queer yeah. young like in the 60s like I would watch that forever (laughs) with that Motown soundtrack Mm -hmm, like kill me mm -hmm. kill me um Electra's origin story episode was amazing um literally and I have to say like Dominique Jackson was incredible um I loved how so obviously it was a really personal performance for her like I I think I showed you that interview where she talks about her relationship with her mother Mm -hmm. Um, in real life but like knowing that and watching that whole scene where she, her mother basically kicks her out is like ugh um, and uh, when we get to see the flashback of House of Abundance's first walk 
that gave me yeah. everything I ever I ever needed in my life. I would also watch an entire spinoff of like early House of Abundance days. Like that should be a thing that happens. Yeah. People would eat that shit up. I was so happy to see Candy again. So happy to see Cubby again, who dies mm-hmm. early in the season. Mm-hmm. So much happens. Yeah. Um, I also think, uh, tell me if tell me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine, so in our last Pose episode, you talked about how your favorite relationship in the show is Blanca and Pretel. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this season, like that was the core of this season mm-hmm. overall. And it like really brought it back to the two of them and that beautiful friendship. Well, that's why when um, he ultimately passes and she like crumples to the floor, I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. It was like way too much. Because like friendship... Most people, when they reach a point in their life, they realize, like, friendship is often, like, friendships are often the most important relationships you have, even when you have a significant other. And so watching that was just really hard. Oh, it was awful. The, um, I mean, I've, I've talked about it to death. Like, I love MJ Rodriguez, but, like, yeah, the moment where Blanca finds out that he's died and she just like screams no and like yeah I just yeah yeah I was dying I was I was a mess and (sighs) everything about that was awful um except 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 the actual (laughs) scenes of him transitioning um I I thought it was beautiful I love that they played say a little prayer I was like yes y'all know how to do some shit like yes this was really this was a magical moment um, it was. They know what to do with their soundtrack. Yeah. Like, God damn. Yeah. I feel like that this show has, I, I think a testament to how good it is, is how it has changed for me, how I feel about songs that I've loved for a long time mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I now associate so many of these songs that I've already loved forever with the scenes that they're paired to. Yeah. You know, I think that's pretty incredible. I also just love how they give attention to songs that came and went, right? Like, they might have been yes. on Billboard for, like, a day. And, you know, um, some of them might even be considered, like, cheesy or, like, you know, like, not songs from their past, from past decades that you would, like, elevate in your top whatever list. They were, like, deep cuts, you know, where it was just, like, y'all pulled. about I swear. Yeah, they pulled out, like, <laughs> all for one. I was, like, oh, for real, y'all? Oh, okay. That was special. That was very special. Yeah. That's how you, I feel like that's how you create a really good period show. Though. I know. That's what, that's why I was, that's why every, that's why for me, every little sliver of years, like, although it was short, they deep, t- re- they, they went straight into the heart of it and just like gave you a snippet of it. It was like, yes, I'm literally in 1994 right now. I am back. Thank you. <laughs> like. It was insane. It was literally insane. Um, yeah. And I know, I mean, we've talked about this, but I feel like it was one of our earliest episodes where we talked about how um, when you're when your body is physically going through puberty, that's one of like the most emotionally intense Uh times of your life. And everything is just very vivid. And that was 94 for me Uh because that was around like Uh when I got my period Uh and was like becoming a woman. So like all that shit. And I think I told you, like within a single episode, they played If by Janet Jackson and they played regulated by Warren G and I was like <laughs> I am dead like no other show needs to do anything ever again like this is the greatest moment of my life yeah it was incredible it. they played strike it up which I literally hadn't thought <sighs> about in forever I was like yes strike <sighs> it up give it to me they also played um 
uh, I'm Gonna Get You, which was like one of my favorite one hit wonders of that time. I'm gonna get you, baby. Yeah. I'm gonna get you, yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah, they really hit on every good song from that time. Yeah. It was so good. I loved so that good. MJ found love, or Blanca. Yes, me too. But yeah. I thought that storyline was incredible. And he was such an he was such an advocate, right? Like he yeah. had to kind of grow into it with how much he was gonna like stand up to his parents. But then he did, you know? And it yeah. was just so great to they see were that. relationship goals for sure. Mm-hmm. And then what was great about like all the time jumps was that you see that their relationship like stands the test of time mm-hmm. and they're together for like mm-hmm. several years, you know? Yeah. I did enjoy Electra getting involved with the mob. That was awesome. The scene where they go to the uh, bridal shop. Oh, oh my fucking God, amazing. That was sweet. That was sweet. Um, and I loved how she was just like, yeah, I'm going to call on my, my, uh, you know, my goons to just like go in there and fucking like fuck some shit up. And we know, and we, and we know goons like that, you know, like, yeah, we sure, we sure do. do. We sure do. Sure do. We had a, um, have we talked about this on the pod yet? The friend with the most goons? I think goons? we did briefly. We talked about the friend with the most goons. We did. The friend with the most goons. <laughs> well, with one iconic goon, really. Yeah. Um, and I also feel bad calling him a goon, but he kind of was. <laughs> um, we mean that in the like, lovingly, like, in like the most complimentary way. Like, yeah, it's a good thing, like, to be a goon in this context. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote for social media. It's a good thing to be a goon. Oh. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we had a, a very good friend, one of our best friends. You were best friends with her in junior high, and then when we moved into high school, we, we both were really tight with her. Um, she dated a dude who was connected <laughs> in high school, and um, I remember there was this guy in high school in, like, the popular crew who said that um, he told someone that my face looked busted. Oh, my um, God, I did not know this. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was really hurtful. Like, I, I the fact that I never forgot it, like, is, says something. Um, it was very hurtful, very painful. Um, and I think he was also just a dick in, like, myriad ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we shared that with him because we were at this party. I know the party you're talking about because I think Steve drove me home that night or something. He drove <clears throat> me home as well, and he was inebriated when he oh, drove God. me home. <laughs> But it was weird because, like, I still felt really safe with it. No, I know. I was like, yeah, drive me home. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, drive me home. Whatever. You're hammered. I don't care. I think he also had, like, a beer in the little, like, can, you know, yeah, can holder, drink holder in the car. But do you remember, just um, briefly, to, yeah. like, re- like, go back to this moment, do you remember how, like, I felt yeah. so special every time I was, like, in a car driven by a teenager? I don't know if it was, like, I don't know if it was, like, an ep- I don't know if it was, like, an event for you, but every time I was, like... Yeah, was. I was like, yeah, like I'm rolling through Brooklyn streets in a car, not driven by my I parents or anyone's parents. Like, this is cool. Especially because we got to bump like KTU and roll the window. Yeah, down. I'll be loving you <laughs> all my life. Like, yes, it was amazing. Anyway, we had we had um, it. We had it. We should do like a top 10 KTU jams. Oh, my God. Soon. That would be such soon. a good episode. Yeah. KTU. KTU. Um, okay. Oh, but back to the story about um, about the goon, a.k.a. Steve. Um, so we were at that party, Joyce's party, where it was, I mean, it was a big party, and she was, like, connective tissue between a bunch of different groups. So, like, we were there, and these 
fucking like quote popular kids who used to like bully some of us were there um they used to call us the stds i know, I don't know if you remember that the swim team dykes oh, yes, yes 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 which like kudos on your originality and your creativity I like mean, if i made that's that up, a great fucking like, name it is so funny like it's so fucking funny <laughs> it's a good name like, it's a good name i mean it, well played but also i hate you i fucking hate you um so said my face looked busted oh that's who said it ew fucking asshole and then later he became like really good friends with lauren in college i don't want to hear that like i'm gonna ignore he was fully like he was fully like in performative like you know like kind of mode like i don't know if he meant it i'll pretend like he didn't but um so i don't know we were just we were at this party and we were sharing we were all like progressively getting drunker and like sharing with steve like all the shit that said and steve was like you want me to go over there (laughs) and i was and everybody else was like no and i was like yes (laughs) i kind of remember this he like he yeah and i think he went you were definitely he definitely did or said some shit photo yeah 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 i told everyone that i i told everyone that i got like a 16 something like that was like there was a period in time that we're now back to again where the highest score you could get on the sats was a 1600 and i like was drunk and i felt really good that day because we took our sats and i told everyone i had like a 1680 or some some fucking number that was like not possible and i was like i rocked that shit anyway and i took a picture picture. yeah well i was i was drunk i mean i'm drunk in that picture you do cheesing like no other, I must say. I try. You really do. Like, that photo is is truly something to behold. We have to post it. It's just that, like, it's a photo that, like, makes you laugh. Like, you look at it and you laugh because yes. the shit is funny. Yeah, even someone who doesn't know what? you would, like, laugh right, right, at that photo right. because it's just great. <laughs> like, you're like, whoever that bitch it's is, so she's great. having a good time. Like, I look happy as fuck. So here we go. So <laughs> actually, I actually had to tell the other side of this story a few weeks ago because I was... Um, Home, home seeing my parents and a family friend came by and was telling us about a recent experience where he had really bad service and tried to ditch on the bill. And I was like, oh, I tried oh to do, I was God. like, oh, I tried to do that once unsuccessfully. <laughs> oh, this story's epic. You have to tell this story. Please tell this story. So, so this is related. It's, it's part related two. It's part we two. Of, it's part two. It's part two. It's part of the goon story. <laughs> so, um, so goon and our friend break up. Um, it was, a, it was a it was an ugly breakup. He like threw her out of a moving car. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it was some real Brooklyn shit. <laughs> it was some real Brooklyn shit. Um, that's like a crazy story. And like, how Brooklyn do you have it to be? Normalized. How Brooklyn do you have to be to like hear that story? She cheated on him, so that's why he yeah. kicked out of a moving vehicle. <laughs> and like, we loved the girl, but we were like not mad at Steve. <laughs> No, we no one like, was mad. Yeah. We were like, I mean, you cheated, girl. So, but like, what? That was domestic <laughs> violence. Like, we just normalized that. It was really horrific. Anyway, so you know now, but you know, like, time we all went off to college, and he kind of disappeared doing his like goon shit. And then <laughs> on a on a a break where we were all home, we decided to go to Applebee's on Emmons Avenue in Sheepshead Bay. And first and last time I've been there. <laughs> I don't know if I'd been there before that. And we went we went with a group, a very mixed group of friends. And our 
our girlfriend who used to date the goon came like also came with us but brought her new boyfriend who she's not married to mm. and so we're all sandwiched like six or seven of us into like a booth and we're getting ready to order and to you know just eat what you do at applebee's and then and then and then, the the ser- and then the server arrives and it's oh it's the goon's hot older mafia sister oh, she was so, so hot <laughs> and all we knew was that she all, we all liked her because she was hot back in the day and now she's here being a server um a, a, just imagine it guys like a brooklyn girl like, <laughs> like italian olive skin like you know like long like long ass nails long ass black long ass black hair like with gel in it at the you know edges or whatever like just Face beat. You know, face beat to the gods. Yeah, just like Brooklyn, yes. all right? And then with, but you know, wearing an Applebee's, like, polo or whatever. <laughs> and She was rocking and she, Right. And she looked good that night. Anyway, and then she makes <laughs> eye contact with our friend. And all she knows is, like, you did my brother dirty back in the day because you cheated on him and he, he pushed you out of a moving vehicle. It's like, as if that wasn't enough. Now she's here to like terrorize us for the rest of our meal oh <laughs> because she's oh like, because that's what you do, right? Like, like she's like, she loves her little brother and she's like, you hurt my little brother. So you're a forever enemy. This happened like, <laughs> this happened like five, six years ago, maybe a little bit less than that. But like, yeah, that shit, that, 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 that grudge will stay forever. Yeah. The time between when this happened and when this, when the cheating happened and when we saw them was probably like four years. Like, right? Yeah. Like maybe four years, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And so... Um, she says something like, don't worry, I'm not going to spit in your food. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God. No, and the, the, no, the most hilarious part. So like, I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I, I should stop because you're going to. No, 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 no. Go say go. it. I don't know if I will. Oh, <laughs> was like, what, so it was, oh, we, we, so you forgot like the most insane part of the story is that before this even happened, um, our friend's current boyfriend is making like wildly racist remarks for the entire dinner. Oh. Not even the time because we had the food. We had I forgot order. that we part. Yeah, <laughs> especially like specifically towards Italians. Like, oh, it was, really? It was. It was wild. It was wild. Well, he was and like we insecure because so he was like from some bumblefuck place he in was. Ohio or something, and then like was, you know, with good for you, with, like good for you, like give it. <laughs> Well, no, I, I, you know, I went to, I went to school in Tennessee, so maybe I was so used to like bigoted people at that point, didn't even register. So sad, so sad. Um, It was bad news. But then, so she comes over. Um, I actually had no idea who she was when she came over. The only reason, like, my ears perked up was that she came over and looked at her like dead in the eyes, and they both, and she went, "Hi," and then Teresa went, "Hi," and then she like threw, yeah, she like threw the menus menus down. down. And I was like, who the fuck is Right, and then, right, exactly, exactly. And then, and then <laughs> caught us up to speed, brought, like, let us know who it was. Then when she came back, she was she was like, yeah, don't worry, I'm not going to spit in your food. But it's like, bitch, you had to, like, clarify you're not going to spit in our food. You definitely are spitting in our food. And then we got the most horrific service of, like, our lives. Oh like, God. it didn't, the, the food, food never really came. For, like, an hour and a half. Yeah. And then, so at a certain point, like, what I was going to say was the funniest part of the whole night was that we're all just, like, cringing throughout this entire, you know, thing um and at one point i go to the bathroom and mia's like i'll come with you and we go to the bathroom and the minute the two of us get into the bathroom 
cue like the queer squealing about how hot Teresa is. It was the stupidest shit ever. And it was hilarious. And it was like peak you. Like, that's like true. Like the thing I, that stays with me about that night is Teresa's hot, right? Like that's what, that's like the headline, even though for everybody else it was like scary. Okay. But, um, so, so, okay. So then also boyfriend's like ego is having like ego threat, right? Like his, yeah. her, his, her, his current girlfriend's ex-boyfriend's sisters, like giving us shit. He's not hard. He's from Bumblefuck, Ohio, as I've mentioned. And so, like, he's trying to, like, like you know, like, amp up. And he's, like, getting, like, you know, you remember he was getting, like, so irritated. And then finally he was like, I'm going to go drive around. He, like, push away. He was like, I'm going to go drive around. And we're like, okay. Like, no one's going to miss you. And then um, maybe, like, 20 minutes. Boys, when you think you're looking really macho, you look really stupid. <laughs> right. And, we, and we're laughing at you always. It was like, why is this happening? Always. And then maybe 20 minutes into him being gone like okay guys i guess i gotta go too and then she just left us yeah. there with the terrible service now so yeah. now the two of them are gone the two of them are gone and we're just stuck with the terrible service which goes on forever and it was emily you me karen and, karen and i think i think i don't i don't know if emily was there i really remember emily being there I don't know. Maybe I made that up. We'll have know. to ask her. In my well, head, it was just it was just Karen. We'll have to, yeah, ask, we'll anyway. have to ask her. But anyway, Got so then, but it couldn't have been. I don't remember. I don't remember it just being you, me, and Karen ditching on this bill. I feel like that's what I remember. Really, we'll have to ask Emily. Okay, but I, I feel like Emily wouldn't do that. No, I know that's why. But that's exactly so the, same, the same reason why you don't think she's there is the same reason I think she's there because I remember being like Emily's gonna like agree. Like I just have a I have a memory of like negotiating this with Emily and her being like. Okay. And me being like, oh my God, like we're going to do this. Anyway, so we tried to ditch on the bill. I really feel like Emily was there. We have to ask her immediately. And then, and then, um, I'm texting her. Great, great. And then, uh, we do, we leave. We get all the way out to the street. And then, like, Applebee's staff, like, comes, like, walking, because it's not even like we walked with any urgency. Like, they walked after us. And in the street, like, demanded we went back inside. And we were like, okay. <laughs> Nice Eddie Murphy raw, <laughs> right? And like, we were just like, okay. I mean, like, what are we? Like, we're not gonna like make a big stink, whatever. So we went back inside and paid for the food that we did not eat, and it was kind of a shit show. The the vibe that I got that night, and maybe this was just wishful thinking, was that she didn't really have the beef with like us. That it was that she didn't extend the beef with to us, and that she was not gonna mess with our food, but she was probably gonna mess with food. Well, the whole thing was absurd. That we also got shitty service out of it. it and we did. And, and even still, it was like one of those things where it was like, well, we, I mean, you know, even if she was, and this is not what I remember, but it'd be hot if it was, right? Even if it was something like where she's like, whatever, bitch. And then she's like, hi, ladies, how can I help you? Like, and going out of her way to be like nicer to us to just like exaggerate that, how I fucked mean, up she's being. To like, let's say that is what happened. Like, as a friend, we can't, fantasies. we can't let that stand. Like, we can't even enjoy yeah. the hotness that's happening because it's like, we have to defend our friend, so, like, yeah. I mean, but, but that's why we giggled. That's why we went to the bathroom and giggled because it was like I was because I was holding it all in. I was like, I'm giving you my best stone face right now because you're fucking with my friend. But meanwhile, meet me in the bathroom later because you're hot. <laughs> um, do we? How do we wrap up on post season three? Just like what a fucking travesty it is that it's not coming back. Yeah. Um. It was really a beautiful season, although there's some, some like people who have misgivings are valid in their, you know, assessment of it just not feeling like enough or that stories feel yeah. rushed or incomplete in some way. But um, 
I think it, the ultimate message I left with was hope, right? Like it ended at a period in the pan in the pandemic, in the AIDS epidemic, where there were better drugs. So people that had were given death sentences were given new leases on life. In many ways, like although Prey died, he got to choose his fate in some ways, um, mm. which wouldn't have been even a possibility, you know, a decade earlier. Um, That's a good point. And so. I just left with hope. Um, and I love that they, this is like now the second season or maybe they do it every season where they end with like the next class of ballroom, like being uh, mm-hmm. sort of like onboarded or, you know, ushered into the scene. And I love that too. Cause it just, it just um, speaks to the community um, of, of care that they've really built for one another and protecting each other and taking care of each other. And they're always willing to extend that to um, new people, you know, new young scared youth who are forced out of their homes out of you know homophobia and lack of acceptance um and then they give them a family it's so great so like i i like literally like the first time i watched part two of the finale i just watched it like i I was Mm. still like it was like i was i was upset because i was like so happy about poppy and angel and then we took it and it was like crescendo now we're gonna depress you for an hour um, and yeah. so I was kind of like numb by the t- by the second half of the finale because I was like, how much trauma porn can I watch? I don't know. And then yes. the second time I watched it because a girlfriend of mine hadn't seen it, so I, uh, I like when I watched it again so that she could see it, and I just like bawled like the whole second time I watched part two. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was really good. There's something especially uh, about knowing that Praytel's going to die. Um, watching that final ballroom performance with him and Blanca mm-hmm. that makes it like I've watched it on YouTube like 30 times since then. Wow. <laughs> I've watched it so many times. Um, and that th- I love that song. I love that version of that song. And I feel like now whenever I hear it, I think of that scene. It's just like they redefined it. Yeah. Yeah. I just love that show. And, and honestly, the best things okay. in life are, are normally short. Mm, well said. My so-called life. Right? <laughs> and so I feel like yeah. the the legacy or the just like where it's going to fit into like queer canon is like firmly, firmly rooted by its brevity. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Well said. Well said. It was like in the zeitgeist, um, and then it was gone. It was like, ah, oh my God. It's true. <laughs> and I hope, um, I mean, I hope it did launch all of these actors to a place where they'll they'll get a lot of work after this. That's what I hope. That's, That's what I hope, but where's the place where people are just spitting out queer stories that are getting mass, you know, I mean, it, it may not be um, it may not be queer stories. Yeah, um, I want queer stories. You know, that's just my own selfish. Wish. I do too, of course. <laughs> like selfishly. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, I know that for what it's worth, I know that Billy Porter is developing a series. I think I saw that right now, and he's he's writing for it, but he is also playing a role, and I believe it's like a family intergenerational trauma thing. Oh. Um, but he's going to be playing a version of himself, pretty much. Um, it sounded really interesting. Um, and I know that, um, I don't know about Dominique Jackson, but, um, MJ Rodriguez, I know has been getting some new work. Um, she recorded an album, so she's doing music. Um, great. 
So yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I hope they do more queer stories. But I also, um, particularly for the trans actors, I think uh, it would be great if they get to play like some cis roles and just, you know, I, I'd be great if the world were more open to them playing whatever fucking role they want. Yeah. You know? Um, with that said, we got a bunch of queer episodes coming up, and I am appalled to discover that I have to do a marathon of the L word this weekend, apparently. Is it? Is it? What, is it the thing that's <laughs> next? I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, you. I said I wanted to watch some of it with you, so we got to figure out how we're going to make that happen. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, it's just going to be season one because we, we decided to break it all up, right? Um, yes. Unless you don't want to. Man, season one of the L word. It's a lot, though. I'm actually prepared because I started watching it on a flight. Like, all the all the airlines have, like, tons of queer media in the air for Pride. For Pride. So. What a world. It was just really ridiculous because, like, you know, it's on Showtime. So there's, like... <laughs> There's like soft porn sex on the L word. Yeah. And I'm like on this flight yeah, and this like and there's like someone the sitting plane. next to me and I'm just like watching this. Now, I wonder if, if it was I, I probably would have the same reaction if it was like straight sex, to be clear. But it was just like the yeah, so, it was like the it was like the, the uh, showtime of it all where I was like, oh, they're getting they're getting randy. As a matter of fact, it was straight yeah. sex that I was watching because, um, you know, in the beginning there. um Circle is very much a, a, a mix of queer and straight characters or self straight identifying characters. And mm. um, so there's a lot of straight sex. And I was like, I'm just here. Because like, Pam Greer's character identifies as straight in the beginning, right? Yes. And then she becomes more like pansexual as the series goes on. Right. Anyway. Listeners, but we have we have really good things coming up. We have good things. Um, belated Pride Month. Pride belated. It'll be like July Pride. <laughs> look, Pride should be all the time, anyway. So Pride should be all the time for real. Here we go. We're gonna bring you the Pride. All right, more queer shit coming your way. Peace out, listeners. Bye. Rest in peace. Bye. Pose. pose. Bye. Bye. DMS. By Christopher Plummer, you find it. Mm, so fine. So fine. <laughs> he literally is like sex on the stick, but you know, that's a weird way to end. He is. No, it's not. <laughs> I think it's a good lesson for any time. Watch the sound of music, perv well, on Christopher Plummer. I do think it's worth just if we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> because the hegemony. <laughs> because um I have a theory, which we may have talked about on the podcast, which is like you can tell how pretty or large, maybe pretty and large. Um, the penis is when you look at <laughs> when you look at a, man, a man's face, and oh, you have so many Chris <laughs> Plummer. <laughs> I know he has a pretty dick. Rest in peace. On that note, <laughs> see you next week with the L word. Could not be less penis happening. <laughs> Bye. Bye.